Welcome to I Wish They Knew, a show where leaders in business and education share big ideas that deserve more attention in about the time it takes to enjoy a cup of coffee. I'm Joe Hirsch. Today's wish comes from Tara Renzi. Tara is an author, keynote speaker, emotional intelligence, and positive intelligence practitioner who has built and led two multi-million dollar sales teams and then went on to create a nationwide multi-million dollar social selling business. Not too shabby, folks. Tara <laughs> is the author of a great book, Be Who You Came to Be, and is a wife and mom to her boys. Hey, Tara, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. What an honor to be on here with you today, Joe. So excited. Tell us what you wish more people knew. I wish that people knew how to tap into and elevate their emotional intelligence so that they could become the very best version of themselves and, you know, live up to that tagline that I talk about all the time of being who you came to be. And it really is grounded in a high level of emotional intelligence. And if more people were in tune with that, they would have higher levels of success in their lives. They would have genuine happiness. They would have better relationships, both at work, at home. And EQ is EQ or emotional intelligence. You'll hear me, you'll hear me say EQ. Um, it's just such the cornerstone of so many really amazing things that can happen in your life if you're willing to become mindful enough to tap into it. So Be Who You Came To Be is about seeing yourself, not just for who you are right now, but the person you might still become. Yes. So the the quick backstory on that is my 87-year-old grandmother, the last letter she wrote was to my son before she died. And the last sentence that she wrote, the last two sentences were, be who you came to be, love will guide you. Now, as a new mom, that that those two sentences took my breath away. What simple, profound advice, right? And, and we get to, we, we raise our kids, we get to watch them be who they came to be. The more I started telling people about this letter, the more people started saying, gosh, who did I come to be with, at age 24, at age 34, at age 55, going into retirement, whatever that might be. We we stop leveling up. We stop taking risks. We we think that we should have it figured out. And, the, you know, it, it, it comes, so much of it comes back to this emotional intelligence of really understanding that you're not your thoughts and that um, fear is a great sign that you're on the right track and being self-aware and being able to self-regulate and nav navigate conflict and all the things that happen in life. And so I just made it my life's mission to help people be who they came to be. And again, it's a simple but profound sentence. And it really requires people to start thinking of, gosh, who did I come to be? I've got a lot of life left. Like, what do I want to do? What do I want to accomplish with it? So one of those keys to building a high EQ is self-awareness. The hard part, I feel like, is that a lot of people are focused on the first half of that, the self, and not the awareness. So, so how do we well, a lot get of out? Self, not a lot of awareness. Oh yeah, it's it's big S, low A. How do we get outside of our own heads and develop a better sense of ourselves? Yeah, you know, self awareness is really just being mindful that that you not only get to choose how you show up, but how you show up not only impacts you, but it impacts every single person around you, it impacts the energy in a room. I mean, have you ever been into a room and there's someone there and you're like, gosh, this person just has that it factor, right? They've got it going on. They're magnetic and confident and they make you feel really good. They have a really high level of self awareness and it's really understanding the energy they're giving, the conversations they're having, what they're saying, are they listening? Are they a leader? Are they positive? And this, this self-awareness is 
you, it, you just have to start being mindful and tapping in and thinking about how did I show up? And I think that that's the, the main thing for me with emotional intelligence is, you know, my dumbed down definition of EQ is you're not your thoughts and you get to choose how you show up. So even if you're having a bad day, you can still choose to show up as a nice, positive person who wants to, you know, leave a, 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 a nice lasting impact on the people that you're with versus going in and completely having no self-awareness because you're having a bad day and trashing everybody else's day. I love the conversation you had with your son. I think he was seven at the time in a little league game. Tell us about that. <laughs> yeah, well, that this is, you know, the early stages of EQ and self-awareness. I think it starts at a young age. And we do as a, you know, I'm a parent. I have two, my boys are teenagers now. And as I was watching, you know, raise kids on the sidelines and, and all the athletics and everything that they do, they would come over after every game and they would say, how did I do? And as parents, we just naturally would reply, you were great. Like you were awesome. Even if they were tragic, right. And had no baseball skills at all. Like we were telling them you were amazing. And I realized that, gosh, as a, as a child, I'm doing this kid a, a total disservice because he has no self-awareness. He, he has to figure out what he's good at, what he likes, what he doesn't like. So I just flipped the script and I, and when he would say, how did I do? I would just smile at him and I'd say, how do you think you did? And I, I call it using a clear mirror to self-assess. And it's when we really are focused on ourselves with that clear mirror. You know, when you're looking in a mirror, you're not looking at anything else going on. You're uber focused on yourself, how you look, how you're presenting. And so that's the thing about the clear mirror for self-assessing is that, hey, you can't control anyone else. You can't control other situations. There's no reason to blame. You are the only thing that you can control. And how are you showing up? And how are you, are you good at it? Do you like it? What do you need to work on? And I kept doing this with Ben and it was really just, I mean, it was such a light bulb moment as a parent because he started getting really good at baseball. I like the idea of, of showing people where to look, but not telling them what to see with this clear mirror. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. so much of what your feet feed forward. So it does seem like emotionally intelligent people don't just use that inner tuning to size up themselves. They also use it to square issues they have with other people. Tell us about how people with high EQs are using that self-awareness and that sense of themselves to deal with the inevitable conflicts that are coming up all the time at work and in life. Yeah. I mean, conflict's inevitable. We're all different. We're all, we have different priorities, issues, things that are, that we want. And I think that so many people are afraid of conflict because it can result in such a nasty ending where people get emotionally charged and then they show up and then we regret it, right? I mean, we all have it. We're all human. Like you've, you've walked away and been like, man, I did not handle that well. Gosh, I w you know, you, and you think of like, I wish I would have done this, <laughs> you know, later on. And so I use self-awareness, I, I use this, it's called the ACE methodology. So it's assume a misunderstanding is the first thing that you go into in any sort of conflict resolution. Um, hey, gosh, I think we had a misunderstanding versus why did you do that? Or going at them guns blazing, right? I mean, here's the thing. Most of the time it is a misunderstanding. The, the majority of people are not going around like trying to cause conflict and get other people agitated with them. So assume a misunderstanding, that's the first thing. That's a really high level of EQ where you create a level playing field and you also, um, you ignite two of your main EQ traits, which is assertiveness and empathy. So you're able to be assertive. I think we have a misunderstanding, but you're also empathizing and saying, hey, tell me your side. So you're giving them the space and you create that level playing field and it diffuses the situation. Once you've done that, you can move into the C, which is um, calmly uh, collaborate and compromise. You know, we, calm is where all action actually takes place. When all resolution, we have to be calm to get there. So 
Collaborate as you can, compromise as needed. And then finally, E, extinguish it. I mean, that's the half the problem is people just aren't willing to let things go. And, you know, if you have a heightened sense of EQ, you can walk away from things, you can move on quickly and just be like, that's done, it's done and extinguish it. And I, I think that's a, a really big thing. No need to gossip, no need to go try to, you know, circle the wagons on your team afterwards or whatever it might be. Just, just move on. We can't and don't get better all by ourselves. We need others to, to round out our rough edges and build up our, our EQ. Who are those people, do you think, that we should be filling the seats with in our lives? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that this concept of a personal board of directors is so important. And that's, you know, these are your trusted colleagues in your life that generally, you know, can see things that maybe you can't see. Because, you know, let's face it, like we don't like to see our faults and we don't like to see things. And sometimes we even have a lot of self-limiting beliefs that are holding us back from our true capability. And sometimes it just takes someone else to say like, hey, go for it. Like, I believe in you. And so I think having a senior mentor, someone who is further along down their career path that, that has been there and walked in those shoes is a really important person. I think having a coach in your life, someone who's really able to give you that feedback, sometimes brutally honest feedback that maybe you don't even want to hear, but you respect them enough to listen. Um, but they can also see things, you know, opportunities that maybe, again, your self-limiting beliefs are holding you back from from doing. And, you know, and then I think we need those cheerleaders that just believe in us beyond reason or like, you know, your hype girl who's like, come on, let's go, let's do it. Um, and then I think, uh, you know, a, a, a junior mentor uh, is a really great way for us to become better leaders ourselves and really help people in that career path. And I think we learn so much about ourselves when we're helping other people. So really balancing it all out from, you know, kind of the Jerry Maguire, help me help you yeah, mentality. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And that was like my most favorite scene in that movie. What I love about your message and your work is that as we think about ways that we can improve and evolve and up, up level and upskill, it's not just about competencies, but it's really about character. And yeah. throughout our conversation today, we've really focused on the things that we do in service of other people giving favorable intent and judging, you know, with, with a little more grace, um, being an open communicator, and then ultimately being that person in someone's corner who may need it. Those are all ways to be who we came to be. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, it's been, obviously it's a special message for me. I'm very mission-based and I don't, you know, I, I never thought this is what I was going to be doing with my life, but that note single-handedly changed my life and has changed so many people. And I think that it is this permission slip that we have to grow, change and evolve and to know that the best is always yet to come. And the worst thing is never the last thing. And, you know, life happens to us and a lot of things, you know, good times and bad, and it's not just a constant upward climb, but we all have so many unique talents and gifts that we play small in so many ways. And when we believe that we were, put, I mean, my, I'm a faith-based person. When I believe that we are all put here to do something absolutely extraordinary with our lives. And you just have to believe in yourself to go all in and believe in yourself beyond reason and not to be afraid to, to, to change. You know, I also say it's this, the saying is be who you came to be not who you always were, not who you were a year ago. And I think so many of us have been fundamentally changed over the last several years since we've lived through the pandemic, whether that be with work, with relationships. Um, and so be who you came to be when the best is always yet to come. I'm a firm believer of that. The book is Be Who You Came To Be and the author and entrepreneur is Tara Renzi. Tara, thanks for sharing your wish with us today. Joe, thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening. 
If you like what you heard, please rate and review the show. It helps others find us. For more ideas on how to communicate with impact, visit my website, joehirsch.me. See you next time.